hidden behind closed doors. This is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Jason, what movie are we talking about today? Today, we're going to discuss the wonderful 1983 Deathstalker. Michael, what are we drinking today? We got something special. We are drinking Candor. Candor is an, an immense imperial pastry stout aged on coconut, pecan sandies, and cacao nibs. It's from Court Avenue Brewing, and they gave this to us. Thank you very much, Court Avenue. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. Your first impressions? Delicious. You could taste at the end the pecan sandies. Especially uh, as it warms a little bit. Yeah. You're getting more of the pecan. It is uh, heavy. Mellow on the coconut. Yeah. Oftentimes, coconut can overwhelm your beer. This is great balance. It's it's heavy. This it's is heavy. after dinner. You're it, into cigars, I guess. 11.8%. <laughs> it's a 750. It's a bottle. Is it, is it 750? Beautiful bottle. Beer? It is. It's very cool. And there's a reason. I think I kind of gave us a little challenge where, yeah. I, where I said, hey, <laughs> we have this beer with the wizard candor as a wizard. <laughs> you know? And it's pretty fun when they were releasing it. They did a, on Instagram, they did a... A whole thing where like a guy was dressed up as a wizard with a big beard in the brewery. I said, "Hey, let's there's wizards let's in this get movie this with a sword and sorcery movie." And you picked one. Yes, <laughs> I picked the delightful Deathstalker. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> this was a movie that if you're growing up in '80s, going to video stores, you may have never rented it, but you saw that Boris Vallejo VHS cover looking at it right now with a giant ogre holding a princess with Deathstalker swinging a sword as a mace is about to cudgel him right over the head thing like that <laughs> other other than a naked lady nothing and that and i remember this yeah you know, I, oh. I mean i saw this but you would you go into the video store and i we saw this when i was a kid and if you saw this when you're kid, when you were like 13, 14, 15, 16. You're going to remember this movie. We love this movie. Barbie Benton, Lana Clarkson are in it. A lot of boobs, a lot, lot of butts. A lot of nudity. Lot. Oh, and Barbie <laughs> Benton was like, for me, it was she was one, a crush. She was kind of everywhere. I didn't really know. I thought she was an actress. I never knew she was a musician, like or yeah. a singer. She was a singer, and she was she's just cute, just adorable, yeah. and she was naked. <laughs> and this was pretty much the last movie that she made where she was the star or also appeared had any skin showing. Like after this, this was kind of I'm a it. serious I don't do that anymore. Well I think she married business yeah. real estate developer and you know her focus completely changed after that. So this, this I recently a... rewatched this again. And I thought This is your pick, buddy. You get to wear this one. So I'll, I will say this. This is not a good movie. Yourself. Early eighties. You gotta remember, Conan came out and all of a sudden everybody we had those, what do they call those, Italian movies in the 50s, 60s. We did one. We did Colossus of Rhodes. Yeah. But also there was a resurgence in the late 70s, early 80s of these fantasy epics. Well, and I mean, Conan Conan, like, Everybody's like, we need to make the next Conan movie. Gore. And, yeah. You know. You're the hunter from the future. <laughs> and, you know, David Carradine got on this and he made movies. And so you get a slew of these. And this was Roger Corman's. He was had his new production company. They're going to make this in Argentina. And they're like, let's make our movie. But you know what? Let, let's make it more for an adult audience. Like, let's up that skin level, you know, very much growing let, up a Skinamax movie. <laughs> and let's make it as confusing as possible. Yeah, it, it make, the movie is... Because you don't know... Again... It makes no sense. Tone is not a comedy. I don't yeah. think they're trying to be funny. 
Well, I think but, some, some some scenes I think they're intentionally trying to be funny. But I think and it's, then that natural, it's not like a waka waka <laughs> funny. It, you know what I mean? Sometimes I think it is. But I don't think they were trying for that. <laughs> There's Muppets in this movie. You know, I I thought like Dark Crystal. Lord. If Jim Hansen's like, if I want to make it like a more of an adult Muppet movie, maybe Death Star might have been it. He's going to come back from the grave and sue you for even bringing that up. <laughs> All right, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Also, you know, I think I just got to throw something called a trigger alert yeah. out there. Because uh, straight up, there's just nonstop attempted rape in this movie. As a kid, you don't think about it. You don't understand that concept. No, no. You're just going, wow, I'm seeing a lot of boobs. Yeah. Even though one of the main characters is a female warrior, yeah. this is a wildly misogynistic movie. Oh, absolutely. This is not for kids. Nope. It will offend a lot of people. There's something in here to offend everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm not easy to offend, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, I've watched it, and I'm like, ugh. Or Hero. Like, the movie starts, dude, they're trying to be epic. I think with this underneath shot of these... These goofy goons. The the first scene. Whoever set that set, it actually looked good. The only time in the movie. <laughs> because it all goes downhill from there. Yeah. Because these goons come into like this ruins. There's ruins. Yes. There's a guy, he has a woman tied up. He, he's captured this yeah. woman. And he's going to rape her. Well, then this band of goons comes along. They're going to kill him, yeah. take her and rape her. And then we get introduced to our quote unquote hero who kills all the bad dudes yeah. And then kills the guy who had initially kidnapped the woman. And then he's going to... That just sets the table. And then it's weird because all of a sudden she kind of gets into it. And then all of a sudden, like, this is like a Skinamax movie. It's like softcore. And whatever people say, like, oh, well, she seems like she's going to consent. I go... Yeah. The, the whole premise of it setting up is wrong. It's I feel like dog. Dennis is <laughs> Death Doctor's following my method. <laughs> Cheers to that, man. <laughs> he would. He'd say that. I aspire. But Conan, Arnold was, all his movies always had these one-liners. And so they constantly are giving, um, Rick Hill plays Death Doctor. I guess we're just going to call him Stalker. Rather. Stalker, yeah. yeah. But this these one line. either. Yeah. He the, says, you know, guys, I guess this isn't your day. After he yeah. kills the guy. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to rape yeah. this woman. Yeah. He says, take everything. He goes, I intend to. Like, there's these throwaway <laughs> lines. You're like, okay, they're they're trying to. Are like, hey, Rick Hill is a good-looking guy. Clearly worked out. He was a cornerback. No, a fullback for Georgia Tech. Rhodes Scholar, um, when he was graduating college, he was a Rhodes, Rhodes Scholar candidate. And he, he now, like... He is like has executive speaker business and everything. Yeah, he's his, not. His acting and, career yeah. was like petered out after this. I, I imagine most the people experience in this. Of yeah. going, oh boy. Yeah, I this just killed my love of the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's gets interrupted. About, he gets interrupted by an old man. Nothing worse than when you're gonna rape the spoils. Yeah, and you get interrupted by an <laughs> yeah. old dude. Like, What's your name? <laughs> and then he chooses to follow the old man back. As he's walking through, he's grabbing, like, food off a pit. Like, you know, he's he's the stalker. Like, he's the Conan of this he's universe. He's Conan slash Han Solo. Yes. Because Perfect. Because he's just, he's cocky. Because this king in, in exile, which this goes nowhere, by yeah. the way. This dude is just here for, like, 20 seconds. And he says, oh, we gotta go kill Munkar, who was my sorcerer. Well, and he's like, he goes, dude, that dude turned a bunch of people into sheep. And he goes, I, I'll give you money. He's like, money ain't too much for sheep. Yeah. And he says, we need a hero. And he goes, I kill, I steal and kill yeah. to survive, not yeah. for the luxury of whatever. Yeah, he goes, heroes and fools are the same thing. And he There's goes, a lot of I'll offer you anything you want. 
And he's like, like even my daughter. <laughs> they took my and they he he's like lead with that. They took yeah. my daughter. Yeah, and like that's the last selling thing. Yes, this is where this movie the make the movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Like this scene serves no purpose except to establish like we learn now that Munkar has his castle. He's a magician and he has his king's daughter. But this scene serves no purpose because the Death Stalker doesn't take the deal. He's like, nah. I'm the Death Stalker. I'm the Stalker. I'm just and gonna it, go off killing, he just, stealing. He just goes off, and then uh, multiple times I'm like, why? Why is there this scene? The movie itself is an hour and twenty minutes, so a lot of scenes in this movie are like just to pad this movie, because <laughs> then we get Mooncard's castle, Castle Grayskull, <laughs> and, he, and he has Barbie Benton. Yeah, she's the princess. She's the yeah. daughter. She gets thrown into his harem. There's just nudity galore. Yeah. There's oh, there's boobs and butts right oh, off. It's yeah, it's great. He has a harem room. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this is a harem room that you keep claiming. I think it's the one set piece that they're like, don't take down this set. Because yeah. <laughs> we're going to try to use it as much as possible. Because there's a mud wrestling pit in it. There's mud wrestling. There's a hot tub. Yeah. There's just naked women standing I, against a wall. I assume that one of them was at the Playboy Mansion. And that's what this looked like. That the Playboy Mansion looked this like This is the where 80s. you go when you get kicked, the out, of, when you get kicked out of the Playboy Mansion. When, when Hefner says, you know, you're doing too much coke yeah. for this place. They go, what? You're going to go be in Argentina. But we established that Munkar is taking women into his harem, which also leads nowhere. We don't really need that scene, except we're like, we need to show a little TNA right off. A like, little? Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, this, is a, this is a sandwich. Yeah. And the fixings are T and A. <laughs> so then we have a scene where... We go to the witch. Well, well, we have, well first of all, we have Munkar pulling a guy who's tied up. Serves no purpose. I mean, it's not Munkar. It's his troop. Yeah, it's Kang. Kang. Munkar can transition into a warrior named Kang. Over and over and over. I just went, why are you dragging this guy? And then he 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 falls off, and they're like, eh, no matter. I'm going to the witch. Taralva. All all these fantasy. I put the the subtitles on. I watched it on, uh, it was on Amazon Prime. If you choose to go down this path and watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's also on Tubi. I watched it on both, and yeah. uh, it's you know it, it doesn't change the experience. <laughs> I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I couldn't be bothered with waiting for commercials. I, I went. And I need this hour and twenty minutes to just get by. Just please I, go by. I have to admit, at, at the last last view, everyone's like, "Bip, Ford, Ford," like because there is so much filler. Like that Dude, scene where he's pulling the guy. Notes. Yeah, I mean, this is the fewest notes I've had in forever. Agreed. Because I, I just, I'd be watching. I go, what am I writing? There's just a dumb fight scene. What am I going to write again? More breasts. Yeah. Who is the attractive <laughs> naked Asian lady yeah. married to? Because she kept getting a lot of screen time, yeah. and she knows so was somebody. She friends with the executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining, but it was like she kept popping up, and I went, she doesn't have a line. No. They keep giving her screen time. She's got to know somebody. She had a nice butt. Yeah, yeah she really did. <laughs> and, and and I'm thinking, you know, there was there's a this, is, sl- this, this, movie, this episode needs to come with some sort of warning. Yes, we're gonna have a warning right up front on this one. It is probably our most nude movie in the terms of the amount of nudity in any movie we've covered. If it's this not has our worst most. movie, this is definitely our most offensive. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it is. It's not just nudity. It is it's just, just offensive. The constant yeah. like casual rape. Our yeah. hero is a rapist. Like, he tries to get information from somebody by raping yeah. them. It's yeah. Like the threat of rape is there. It's really upsetting. Yeah. And I, I'm always thinking... And, and it's Jason's pick. Yeah. Jason, 
pick this movie. I do not pick movies that are this awful and mean. I pick movies that are just bad. I felt like, okay, we can't cover Conan because it was a big budget, large budget movie. Even though it was kind of a B genre. It's a B movie. And I'm like, okay, we need to look at some of these other, like this time period. There was so much fantasy. I'm like, this is one of the, and I, the cover is so iconic. When I play D&D, this is exactly what I imagine. Then you watch this movie and you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's you, why you parents don't movie. want you playing D&D. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is upsetting me. <laughs> so no, but we did, we get the witch's scene where Kang goes to Taralva. She's a witch. And he goes, I want the sword. And, and she goes, oh, I'm going to turn this stick into a snake. Dude, there's just a lot of... Yeah. Like dumb lines that try to yeah. be sort of deep and philosophical, you know. You will be the power. Yeah, it sounds like He Man, like the, by the power Dude, of Grayskull. At the, at the end, end, he's doing like, a He Man thing, which like, is also Conan. I mean, there's a Conan is, scene when he's playing with a sword. I'm like, that's well. Even I Conan. think the cover of yeah. the, the cover of Conan had yeah. him raising it up. Yeah. Like, let me tell you, this ain't Conan. <laughs> no, no, no. Conan the Barbarian is awesome. And we learned there's three magical items. Power of creation. There's an amulet, there's a chalice, and there's a sword. And Munkar has two of them. And he just wants the sword. The witch Tavala doesn't tell him where it's at, located at. And it just so happens, hey, it's called the instrument of justice for some reason. <laughs> I, I have no idea why. <laughs> it doesn't bring any justice whatsoever. I mean, I guess a little bit. I mean, I have no idea. This movie kind of broke my brain at times. <laughs> I would go, what? And it Did has I miss something that I... <laughs> Did I have a blackout moment for 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. I did. There were a couple of times I just would rewind. I go, what the hell just happened? What did yeah. I just watch? I, and I always think there's so much good fantasy out there in terms of literature. Like you could easily be like, no, 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 no. We're, we're just going to take some fantasy names. We're going to like throw some boobs in there and like, you know, things will work itself out. Yeah. When, <laughs> when in doubt, boobs. Yeah. It's, uh, that seems to be like, that was probably on, you know, the call sheet every day. When in doubt, boobs and butts. And then you don't you don't even know if he's taking this job because he just kind of rides off. Yeah, he's such a smart ass. Yeah. He is. He's like that teenage kid that, you know, it's like just, eh, whatever. What are you doing? Stop, yeah. stop talking to me in riddles, Tralva. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you will, you will he, be the power. And he like, says that so many times about don't talk to me in riddles. And I'm like, I don't think a lot of our things are riddles. Like, if you would just pay yeah. attention. <laughs> Dude, yeah. sit, sit down. Do you know what a riddle is? <laughs> Did you just hear that somewhere? Yeah. Now you're repeating Don't tell it. me any limericks. <laughs> <laughs> but he stumbles. He takes off. And he's going to drink water from a stream. And Taralva shows up in the stream. And is like, hey, stop drinking water. But he's this. the cave is right there. The sword cave. Yeah. Which I, I, I'm guessing she made that happen with magic or something. Or just it's coincidence that it's he was oh, in the right place at the right time. Oh, this scene. I just wanted to punch myself in the face. Because he goes into the cave. And there's Samarun. Samaran, Samaran, Sam- it's, Samaran. It's a Muppet. Is this Dark Crystal? Like, this is not a kid's movie. Well, and he talks like this. And, yeah. And he's, and he's like a, a bad nightclub comic. Yeah. He's just got dumb lines. Like, ah, man, you're Thinking Jackie Mason. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, Jackie Mason would have been a, a breath of fresh air. He's like Eddie Youngman. Oh, he's like, take my wife, yeah. please. <laughs> and, he, and he goes in and he goes, ah, I used to be a really handsome guy. And, uh, and then there's a giant, because there's yeah. always a giant. Yep. And the giant fights and the, and now this samarin fellow helps 
Stalker throws him this magic sword, which is basically an Excalibur. And, and, and let's be honest, it's Excalibur. It, it, it is. I mean, there's an Excalibur scene to this. So I don't understand the scene. I just I, love I, that. I can't make I that. I don't understand the scene. Was he the keeper of the sword and he wasn't going to give it to Death Stalker? And there's a troll, like there's a giant in there that's also protecting? No, I don't I, I know. Mean, it, it was so painful because I don't know. They don't yeah. explain it. He's just sitting there waiting for the quote unquote the one, and so he shows up and he's fighting and he throws in the sword. When you're holding the sword, you can't be hurt, and it cuts through stone and he, okay. he like scares the giant away. Well, there's Ugh. this weird story where only a kid, I a can true only, child, I can only be led to freedom by a boy who is not a boy. And so I'm thinking, kill me now. That well, is so dumb. <laughs> so like I don't understand what's going to happen next. And also they're like, you know what? Movie logic. We're turning Stalker into a boy for one scene. And Jason, this kid doesn't have, and I'm sorry to pick on a kid, it's not nice. He doesn't have a line. He, all he does is lead this little troll monster out of the cave. And he does such a bad job of acting. And the whole time, this Samurai character is going, ah, ah, I haven't seen light in forever. Ah, cover my eyes. Hold on, hold on. Well, I think they, they said cover my eyes and cover my head because they're like, we need to switch out this Muppet for like a... Uh, a kid or a, a dwarf or something. Well, we, we do have dwarves. Yeah, like, we like do. We, so they probably said, you know, get in there. And he walks out and he has his Merlin moment where he falls in the water. And then he becomes human again. Yeah, Mr. Bean with a completely different accent. He's an Argentinian actor. Um, had some claim to fame that. Much. But my question is, why did they need that? Why did could they just like, you are now the holder of the Sword of Justice. Why? Like, it makes no sense for that scene except to pat it. And then... His voice completely changed. I mean, he's like a different person. Well, and he's, he's this middle-aged dude. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not like... He looks like Mr. Bean. <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. He kind of does. He's not He's not horribly... But, you know, Stalker looks at him and he goes, You are dashing and handsome. Yeah. That's what you said, huh? <laughs> you know, it's like, dude, he's not that ugly. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, No, it's in the eye of the beholder. He's the comic relief. Yes, he is. And you know what's great about comic relief is when it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know? this, this is not. Although I think there's one time there's an Abbott and Costello moment where he like he yelps like whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> I mean all he all he does is perv. Yeah, he just pervs throughout the movie. After this, well, he's, he's just, been in cave for a long time, man. Yeah, Eating you know, bugs, but he's, he doesn't have to perv. He doesn't have to be a big perv. So his little band, he's the, building because all fantasy movies the you have journey to journey is you're gonna. Take on advisors and people to help you. It's a Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. Where we have a paladin. We have a wizard. So, yeah. We got to have, you know, this yeah. and that. And so he's got one. Now he's now he's growing. Because you hear you hear a voiceover that says, well, Munker will set many traps for you. Choose allies well. And, of course, we get Ogre. And it's the witch. That's her voiceover. Yeah. And then when she says that, we see Ogress, who's this young fellow, yeah. this actor. He played Jason in a couple of Friday the 13th yeah. movies. And then he moved on. He had his own like, he, entertainment company. he died kind of young. Yeah, he did. Yeah. But. But it's interesting, his career was also like, it was not, it was on more of the business side of the industry, like shortly after this. Well, I mean, when you make a piece of crap like this, you probably go, I got to, you know what, I got to get on the other side to make, so I can avoid, try to not make movies. Because I was like, man, that's a very young looking Kevin Sorbo. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he, so he saves a woman who's about to be raped. It's the 80s and it's a fantasy. So how people are wearing armor, it's not really logical. And he's the first one where he looks like he's coming right out of, like, Journey, the, the band. Where his armor only, like, it's from his neck to the bottom, like, of his, you know, his pecs. That's it. His whole open middle is all open. You know, if you want to slash right there, 
The guy uh, has abs. He wants to show because uh, he's doing the sw- the old school yeah. swinging from a chandelier. Oh, yeah. It looks like point. Errol Flynn. He's like he's like he's like, hey, I'm in great shape. Yeah. I'm young. I'm good looking. Yeah. And I want to show off. Swords bounce right off these every rock hard I, abs. Every day I show up to work, there's just nothing but naked ladies around me. Yeah. He's like, so I'm living a pretty good life yeah. in Argentina here. The stalker roams in, helps him. Doesn't kill him this time. And, and you know what I find interesting is, is he says, hey, I'm going to this tournament, Munkar. And Munkar is going to have a tournament. The winner is going to be his heir. It's fascinating to me that Stalker didn't know about this. No. I mean, this guy's kind of a badass. Yeah. I feel like if, if there was something like that, you'd go, oh, yeah. easy money. But also Stalker, is, he's very cynical because yeah. he goes, yeah, pretty cool prize. You're going to be the heir for a wizard yeah. that never dies. Yeah, exactly. It's like going into the octagon with <laughs> Chuck Norris. <laughs> Cheers to that, buddy. Cheers to that. But there's a lot of, for some reason, for a while, they're like, hey. A lot of boobs. (laughs) A lot of sliced off heads. And then also, when you're done, like, wiping the blade on your pants. And, like, they're like, we need to show you wiping the blade on your pants. Yeah. And for a while. like, the back of the knee. Somebody thought that looked cool. And they repeat it over, and then they're like. No, you're right. And they're like, oh, no, stop doing that. They use the same (laughs) shot of Stalker stabbing somebody, and then it's a close-up of the blade with blood sort of spraying. They use that shot two or three times. The same shot. Now he has two people in his entourage. He's gathering his troop. They may camp at night. So they hear something. And he goes, oh, spirits. And Stalker goes, spirits don't make sound. (laughs) The dialogue is so stupid. There's another uh, sword fight. And then you realize, like, that's not a man. Because even says, he says something like, Come out and show yourself like a... Like, he over-enunciates because it's like, surprise, it's not going to be a man. It's like, like a man. Because they fight for a bit, and then Stalker's watching, and he goes, eh, I've had enough of this. Yeah. He goes over and unmasks the quote-unquote man. Yeah. It's Lana Clarkson. Yeah. Kyla? Kayla? Kara. Kara. K-A-I-R-A. Again, I turned the subtitles on, yeah. and I got these names. And she has great armor, because she has a cloak, <laughs> and a bikini bottom, and nothing else. She is an ample bosomed woman. It's, and I'm this movie is every, you know, every scene that she's in, that's what you're going to see. I got to tell I, you, I mean, you, you got to be comfortable. Because, yeah. because she has a lot of... It's not a bit of watching the grandma. She's just hanging out topless. Yeah. You know, so it's you have to be just comfortable in yourself. And good for her. She's, you know... Beautiful body. Yeah. Best known, murdered by Phil Spector. Phil, yeah. The Sadly, whole yeah. thing there. Sad, but... And, and this, you know, she's she's a warrior. Yeah. And, and I know? think she went on to make Barbarian Queens for Roger Corman after this. And, you know, and, and she's the only, hesitate to say, positive example of a woman in this movie. Yeah. Even Barbie Benton's character, the, the princess. What does she even do? No, I... She just, we, we just see her. It's she, an odd character because there's no... Because that's the next scene. We go to Munkar's harem. There's going to be a lot of this harem scene. Like I said. Boy. <laughs> At one point, they're going to look for Stalker, and we got to find that guy. They run in. He sends a bunch of dudes into the harem, and they just start raping girls. That's code. <laughs> they say, find Deathstalker, and they need something else. I thought you said going to the harem go and to rape have, a bunch yeah, of women. exactly. No, I said find Deathstalker. Yeah. Like, what? It's like, well, that's we know what that really means. <laughs> I think it's the Court Avenue. I think it's Candor is getting to me a little bit, buddy. Well, as well, my understanding, Candor was a kingdom next door. <laughs> I would much rather be in Candor when they're serving stuff up like this <laughs> than be in Munkar's kingdom where, yeah. where it's like, I mean, there's drunken debauchery, but it's just, it's just an unpleasant, unsavory characters at every turn. And Barbie Benton, you, you're introduced to her, and at first she's in a warrior's outfit. And they're like, no, no, you're going to be part of the harem. So they change it. And, and we're also introduced, Munkar keeps a young boy chained up in this room. And he cuts his eye out. 
And he has a monster in a box. It's, it's like, a it's, it's another a Muppet. Muppet. It's a Muppet. <laughs> I don't. I mean, is it really a Muppet though? What purpose does it serve except to show that Mumcar has a horrible and that tattoo? Like, come on, man. You got varicose veins on your. I thought at first it would look like, at first I'm like, oh, is that supposed to be someone shot him and it's like his skull cracking? And I kept looking at it and I'm like, no, no, no. I think it's a bird or a dragon. And then there's one scene where they made a mistake in continuity and they drew it on the wrong side of his head. And I'm like, wait a second. Multiple times watching it, you'll see like, that's on the wrong side. But it looks ridiculous. I don't know who sold him on this and said, oh, that's going to make you look like a badass wizard. <laughs> I mean, just being bald is usually enough, isn't it? You know, but the only reason I say is that is it a Muppet is because a Muppet is a very specific thing. Yeah, this wasn't from Jim Henson. No, and it's almost like sacrilege to even mention Jim Henson. Yeah, it's just a little monster. Yeah. Like he said, it is a Muppet, but it's a monster. He keeps and he feeds the eye and just makes this little kid. It's just sitting there watching it happen. But he does. He cuts his fingers off okay. later and just is feeding him piece by piece. It is the only sort of interesting thing in this movie. It, it also, it serves no purpose. That thing doesn't give him, he's, it's not like an oracle or tells him what to do. He's like, ah, oh, this is just my pet. You I know? just keep horrible things yeah. around. What it, if Jabba, just, Jabba the Hutt had that little monkey creature? Yeah, you know? <laughs> salacious B. Crumb. I found, oh, I, you I, pulled that one out. I only, <laughs> only know it because I saw something recently. <laughs> About one of the the new Mandalorian type shows, whatever. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I lost track. They just yeah. they killed me with the prequels. Yeah. It, it, they just killed me. And I saw that, and I went, "Holy crap! That was his name, Salacious B. Crumb. That is stupid. The only purpose it serves is to show like how depraved Munkar that is. is. Munkar's right hand man, who later on gets, <laughs> um, he comes in scene. and he's like, "Hey." Deathstalker's camped outside of our city. So Munkar knows that Deathstalker's coming. And, and this is the part where I'm like, okay, so he knows, it. is he going to try to kill him? Does he know he has a sword of justice? I, I would assume so. If he's, yeah. I mean, because his, his powers are sort of all over the place where it seems like he could do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. And then sometimes he's so, just a big wiener. Well, so why doesn't he take him out then? Because the next thing we jump to, like, it's a Cinemax scene because Death we're, back, we're back at the camp. Un invited yeah i mean again yeah he just shows up kara is sleeping and and Deathstalker goes i'm gonna go sleep with her but what makes this thing like it's just so bad is he she ends up she's like you know i totally into you yeah so we're gonna do it and, and samarin is watching he's just yeah. pervin yeah just total perv <laughs> he's giggling he's watching like oh oh <laughs> he's watching these two and it's just creepy yeah this movie's wrong yeah. <laughs> then we get where it's the set directions have changed. We're now at the city and that's surrounding the castle of Munkar's that castle. Good festive medieval. It looks music. like the like right around the corner from here is Irwindale. And they have a giant Ren Fair every year. And it looks like they shot at a Ren Fair. I mean it literally looks I wait for something to jump up. He's like, Huzzah! <laughs> grab your chicken wing. <laughs> Seriously, dude. You, you do. You need the big leg turkey leg, you're walking around. Because it is there's festive music and you're going, Oh, it's just debauchery, there's a yeah. bacchanalian, you know. Yeah. But of course it's completely ruined because there's a pretty lady and a guy just comes up, grabs her by the hair and says, Oh, you're gonna make Munkar smile and just takes her. 
Yeah. Like, I'm kidnapping you. To just... And there's a, a line of women that he's just kidnapping from the city. She's like, grabbing oh. women off the street to, like, throw into a harem to be, you know. And it doesn't like Munkar really cares for his harem too much. I, I don't think that. I, he's never hanging out there. No, I think he's just trying to keep it. Like, I kind know, of feel like he's asexual. Yeah, I, I'm like. It's just I'm, to keep things. It's a keep. Basically, it's a it's keep a things. He's a collector. Yeah. And, you know, that's what evil magicians do. Yeah. He's not you really know. in it for the sex. No, he, exactly. He's, he's, he's just like, I, apparently I have to have a harem. I have to yeah. do off the checkoff list. You yeah. know, it's like, hey. Well, the whole tournament, we find out, the whole tournament, it's not about, you know, watching battle or anything. It's eliminating potential rivals. Yes. That's that's the whole thing. He's, he's going to hold this. So everybody is, you know, converging. I'm going to say it right now. Probably say it again. Yeah. Master of the Flying Guillotine. Much better fighting tournament than this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Because next we go to the harem scene, we don't leave the scene for a long time. There's acrobats, there's mud wrestling, midgets, yeah, fire breathers, very rapey. <laughs> and it's the first time we see Pigman. And I always think of Pigman. Paul Zendale wrote a novel called Pigman. It's one of my favorite novels as a teenage kid. And I look at this Pigman, I'm like, is this supposed to be a Return of the Jedi? Who who's this Pigman? <laughs> I'm so thankful that we have this. Oh, I know. For this turkey. <laughs> These are one of those where you're like, like who sat there like this. This is good. <laughs> they're looking at the dailies. They're like, get Lana Clarkson back in that scene. <laughs> Just Jason, you, I mean, what, what? I've got two pages of notes for it, and, and I'm guessing that I'm on page four. I have like seven pages of notes. Like we're like we're not even halfway through the movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's so dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's like, and this scene goes on. Way too long. Well, it's just they're partying, yeah. and then you know you realize late, everybody like ladies are all like way into the, you yeah. know, the stalker. Yeah, and well, that's isn't that strange that Ogris and the stalker are sitting in this harem? Like, if you're a monk car, like I have the death stalker right here. <laughs> yeah, but if he has the sword on him, you can't hurt him. Watch the scene. How often is he holding that sword in his hands? I mean, well, maybe if it's like hanging on your yeah. hip, that's that counts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm thinking like, but, what is he doing here? Well, the monk car shows up. We finally, you know. He, he... peeks in first. He's like, this is going good. <laughs> this is a party. Should I, should I make my entrance? Yeah, should I make exactly. My entrance? <laughs> it's good to be the king. <laughs> he saunters in and he goes, hey, everybody. Thanks for coming. You know, it's going to be a fun tourney. Yeah. You know, so whoever's going to be my, uh, you know, my heir, it's for good or evil. Yeah. And somebody, of course, yells out, "Evil!" Yeah. And and he's like, "Oh yeah, you got yeah, it. probably." There's right? always one of you in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then he says, "Ah, you know what? I've got this new lady. It's this princess. I'm going to bring her out. And which one of you wants to rape her first? <laughs> essentially, what he says. Yeah. And of course, Pigman. Yeah, he's jumping up and he's like, because there's that funny terrible. scene where he's like he looks at a pig's head that's oh, been roasted and he looks stupid. at it and then he's like I'm gonna eat this and you're like is that supposed to be funny like, dude we could do I mean you me <sighs> your girls we could do better makeup yeah, yeah it's just I, dumb no. so anyway he goes you know chain her up he's gonna go business and she's yelling you know help help yeah. and Kara she wants to help she's a true hero of this movie she's trying to do everything for the right she has reason. principles yes. And Stalker is going, nah, we're just going to, we're going to chill. And then Let's mud see wrestling. going to play out. Yeah, because there, we, there's, there's mud wrestling. There were ladies mud wrestling and a dude got in with him. One of the fighters. He's, <laughs> Historically accurate. <laughs> I think I took a class on medieval what? mud wrestling. What? As what? a historical context. <laughs> but mud wrestling dude decides, you know, I'm going to help her. And so he and 
Pigman fight, and, and that and that's the Donnybrook. Every yeah. everything goes, and that's where we meet Squirrely Guy. There's always a Squirrely Guy in Bloodsport and all of these movies where there's a tournament. You have like the big dude, and then you have like the skinny guy who's yeah. like you know physically not imposing, but he's like a squirrely guy. And in this one, it's this annoying guy who looks like a bookkeeper, and he's got a knife hand. And he has a, the Viking helmet with, or Minotaur helmet. Where there's horns coming out. You you really just want to hit this guy. Like yeah. you you're you're excited for this guy to die. He's so annoying, but he does. He's, one of his hands is like a knife. knife. And he comes and there's all this fighting, and finally Kara goes, "I've had enough. I'm gonna go." Yeah you know, save this princess. And then Stalker goes, I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. And I'm going to take her. Yeah. <laughs> and he and Munkar have their little tete tete. Why doesn't Munkar just say, Hey, I know you're here. And also like, it's always like, it's a two day tournament. I'm like, why not a one day tournament? <laughs> I mean, single elimination. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're fighting to the death. I figure, you know, after the first day, you know, Hey, we're going to have all these rounds. You get rid of half the people. And then give you guys a day to rest, to come back. I haven't been involved in too many tournaments to the death. Yeah. So it's it's nighttime. Uh, Munkar's back feeding his Muppet fingers. His chief of staff comes in. He's like, listen, Deathstalker. He's like, and Munkar's like, Deathstalker's not going to live Whoa. to compete in the tournament. Okay. And he's like, well, how are you going to do this? Like, He's like, we need someone who's not going to suspect and so his chief of staff is like, okay, I, I'm, I'm with you. And he's like, Munkar does like wobbly, wobbly, woo. <laughs> and then he changes chief of staff into Barbie Benton, the princess. There's a lot of the, the guys touching himself. He's like, whoa. Yeah. At first he's like, oh, my drunk is gone. And then he's like, like whoa. And then he's like, oh, this is very awkward. Yeah. And, really weird. And, and we're all feeling awkward. We're yeah. all feeling dirty. Because then... He, she goes into <laughs> Deathstalker's room and Deathstalker is like, hey, this yeah. is on. <laughs> and he's just like drinking. He goes, yeah, hey, give me a moment. He's yeah. like, when the guards fall asleep, we're going to start doing our thing. <laughs> yeah. Barbie Benton's boobs just... are falling out constantly. Absolutely. Oh, you, know? you know, and it's like, you know, of course, like 13-year-old me <laughs> is going, yes. Yeah. You know, 49-year-old me is going, this is a... Uh, it's this a very is problematic scene. Uncomfortable. Because... <laughs> yeah, because... She tries to kill him, and he catches her, and then he's going, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. And he says, what are you? And he, th- he basically, he's using, ra- he holds yeah. her down, and he's using rape as a threat. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, and finds out it's not her, so he kicks her out. For some reason, Kara is pervin. She's hanging outside the door. And she thinks it's the princess still. So she is going to try to defend her. She's like, oh, princess, we got to cover up because one of Barbie's boobs is hanging out. But I'm thinking, like, Kira has, like, both her boobs hanging out. He's, and she's trying to cover her with her cloak. And I'm like, the most ridiculous scene. It makes no sense. So bad. <laughs> and, but then all of a sudden, she turns back in to Munkar's dude. And they have a fight. It's kind of a bummer because he gets mortally wounded. And in reality, you go, she's a really good warrior. I think she would have made short work of this clown. Of course, you know, she's going to die. And now it's personal because Stalker finds her. I think of the the scene from Starship Troopers where Johnny Rico, the woman actress who always loved him, but he never reciprocated. She's like, Johnny, I'm dying. (laughs) And then he gets upset. That was the thing I'm thinking. I don't think he cared about her at all. (laughs) And you're right. That's this is a light of his fire. 
yeah. and then we're on like day one of the tournament, and then we have like tournament tournament montage. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it's so stupid. Uh, well, <laughs> flying guillotine was way better, but Squirrely Guy is great because he they just keep showing Squirrely Guy, yeah. and he's just stabbing at this dude. He stabs a uh, dude where you don't want. I mean, you don't yeah. want to be stabbed anywhere, but the last place you want to be stabbed and lived. That's where he stabs, and then he get, the guy takes his giant hammer and smashes him literally to a pulp. Yeah, and that's why I think it's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a cartoon almost. I'm like, why, why would they put that scene in? Ha ha. Yeah. That, that man was beaten with yeah. a hammer until he was just mush. And then they have a way too what long fight scene with, was it, is it Osridge? Ogridge? Ogris. Ogris. Yeah. Like, way too long. It's but an he hour wins. and 20 minute movie. <laughs> and they went, ah, we got to pad this out. Like, you know, they went back and they picked stuff up off the cutting room floor and said, put it in. Yeah. That fight scene. This like, movie's 65 minutes. Yeah. Guys, seriously. We, we gotta get this at least an hour and 20 minutes. So Ogress, that, that first night of the tournament, it's over. And Ogress is pulled into the dungeon. Salmon? Salmon guy? Yeah, Mr. Bean. He's not being very stealthy. And he has this, ooh, and he's following them. And also he has an advent console. He's like, woo, 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 woo. Because they catch him and they chase him. But, and he yelps. But, uh, and he falls into, a pharaoh, into the harem. Because I guess they're on the second floor. He falls like Everything eight, looks like a dungeon. He falls like eight floors. Everything looks like a dungeon. But, but he, I mean, he does. He falls like eight stories into a, a shallow pool. He's like, I've been waiting my whole yeah. life for but, this. But waiting it is, for years. This guy is basically like, this is him in a nutshell. Here's, like, if he's looking at a script, yeah. this is him. Ooh. Mmm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> It's Mr. Bean. It's just constantly that. It's the Argentine version of Mr. Bean. So Deathstalker, one another logical issue of this movie. Moncar knows he's there. So why don't keep track of him? Because every scene at night, like Deathstalker's just like roaming the halls of the dungeon shirtless. Like, I'm just checking things out, seeing what's up. Moncar is, he's afflicted with hubris. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, he, he thinks everything's going to come to me. The I am the power. Yeah. The power is going to come to me. I, I really do. I think yeah. that's what they were thinking. I also think they were just bad at making movies. Yeah. And writing <laughs> stories. <laughs> he has Ogress on the wheel. Yeah. And we find out that Ogress is a turncoat. He's not good. He works for Munkar. Yeah. He's I I brought you Deathstalker. And this is where if you watch the scene really closely, Munkar's tattoo changes side as I had. That's the worst tattoo. First of all, if you're going to get a tattoo like that, you're really limiting even in a fantasy world, your job prospects. Like, <laughs> Evil Magician is probably like going to be one of your, your oh only choices. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. You're such a dad. <laughs> he's, like, a, he's a Bump wizard. Car came to his dad. He and change his how dad's he looks. like, you should not get that tattoo, son. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dad, it matches, yeah. matches the outlaw tattoo yeah. I have across I, my exactly. stomach. <laughs> Like, slippery but, when wet on my back but but he says I'll, I'll take care i'll take care of stalker so he goes back and they they settle their differences and just that was the first time i was like oh like things are gonna go a little weird <laughs> when they walk in all oiled up to face each other and and then they're on the bed yeah. like, <laughs> like who was shooting that day <laughs> they're like we're gonna change the tone of the like movie they, gentlemen like, they, and then they just shoved it away. They're like, just put it in. Just don't put it in the dailies. We're yeah. just going to sneak that in there. So anyway, so no, they fight and they they have it out. Yeah, snaps his neck. It's like, I'm, you know, Get sorry, my, my friend. friend. We just met three days ago. Yeah. And you're a traitor. You're trying to kill me. So I don't think they were friends at all. You're not my friend. I don't even think he knew his real name. He really doesn't call people First by their name, name death, last name stalker. Stalker, stalker. stalker is the guy who goes around and he goes, hey, man. 
<laughs> like he never remembers anyone's name. Yeah. He just he's, what's up, bud? Yeah. What's up, Chief? <laughs> How you doing there, sport? <laughs> hey champ. <laughs> do you know my name? <laughs> ah, of course I do, bud. <laughs> what's my name then? Yeah, you're funny. Yeah. You're funny, curly. <laughs> but now we get fight we've been expecting. Yeah. Day two of the tournament. Ollie Frazier. Got nothing on this. We've been waiting. We knew Stalker and Pigman. We're going to get in a fight, which... Did we really know that? The first time watching the movie. Yeah, the first, I didn't know they are going to bring Pigman back. I just figured, you know, you have this guy. It's like, you had the makeup department. It's like, we put a lot of money on this stupid yeah. pig head. And the actor's like, I'm not going to sit in this stupid pig head yeah. and not get, like, a cool scene. So, they fight. Who wins? I mean, well... And Jason, the thing is, he has a sword. And if the sword is on him, he can't be hurt. And it can cut stone. So it stands to reason he should just be able to walk out there and sort of just lazily throw this sword at Pigman and it's over. But there's a whole bunch of grabbing and clutching and squeezing. like Greco-Roman wrestling. Yeah, and then he finally, of course, he kills the Pigman. He goes, this this is just the beginning. You killed that ample-bosomed woman that I liked, sort of. I don't remember her name. It's Karen. (laughs) (laughs) You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) She had a cloak. It's just so all over the place because now we're, it's like we're picking up and it feels very much like they're getting chased out of town. The filmmakers yeah. are getting chased out of there. They go, we got until tomorrow. We got to yeah. get the hell out of here. Yeah, this Renfair set, they're taking it down because <laughs> yeah. the next next thing's coming in here. Just so you know, we're in Argentina. Different laws. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get the hell out of here because it does. Everything just sort of gets cobbled together. It's such a mess because... Yeah. He, he's going to go after Munkar. Munkar changes in to Kane again. The Death Stalker's still wandering. What's the dungeon the at night. Why does he change into Kane? Yeah. And then, of course, you know, there's there's orders like, find Death Stalker. So, of course, his men's like, we know what that means. Let's hightail it to the harem again. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand that scene. Like, he just told them to find yeah. the Stalker. Get Death Stalker. And, and then they go, they're, they go, we're just going to go rape the harem. But then Barbie Benton comes in and, and but, they, they well, take back. Well, it looks back. like she's kind of organized because a lot of the women have knives and they yeah. fight back. And Samarin is down there living a good life. Yeah. And one of them sneaks off and gets, I think it's mud wrestling dude. And she's like, hey. I Can know you come? said evil at the very beginning, but you could be good. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I like to help ladies in distress. So he comes. And there's a whole flipping thing. It's... It serves no purpose in the movie because nope. Deathstalker walks into a room and there's the amulet. Because for some reason, if you're a mom car, you're like, okay, I have two of the three items of power. Instead of wearing the amulet, you know it would be really good? Let's just hang it from the ceiling in one room. What? People, like, <laughs> chime in on this. Let's brainstorm. <laughs> What do you think? Boss, I, I don't think that's a good idea. Oh, change, you, change you into a sheep. Yeah, you're, you're a newt. You're stupid. You are stupid. I'm just going to have it dangling. And, and it makes no sense because earlier in the movie, he had it on him. I know. When he changed into, and then he changed into I think a bird. It's a, I think it's supposed to be a trap. Because when Stalker what? walks in there, he's reaching for it. And of course, it's reaching for it slow-mo. And you think you're going to get it. And then all of a sudden, you realize, like, wait, it's way too high above. But his hand looks really close to it. And then later on, he has to touch it with the, the sword. The sword? He, he needs he needs the sword to get because Kang comes in. They have their fight. Yeah, he stabs Kang. Now he has the he force. Cuts, yeah, he cuts. He, yeah. Suddenly, he just reaches and the sword comes to flies him. Flies to his hand and he cuts Kang's head off. Then he uses the sword to get the amulet. Eh, I got two out of three. 
And then you see the, because you think, oh my gosh, he killed Monkar. Game Kane's over. Her. But you see the hand reach for the head and put it back on his body and then return to Monkar form and then transition them to the Renfair setting. I mean, jeez, it's like my <laughs> last page. Of note. Like, this is a part where every time I get to this part, I'm like, did they not know what they were doing and that day? I'm telling you, Jason, I think they were getting chased out of town. Argentina, they yeah. had, they've had some interesting yeah, you know, history. Yeah, no, exactly. Whereas, no, you I know, agree. Some of they go, oh, you know, there's a... I saw a Vita. They're t- they're tired of all the nudity, guys. Yeah. They're going to disappear our butts in a freaking forest. <laughs> and then is it like a house of mirrors where there's different monk cars? And then he it's turns like the lady from Shanghai, but yeah. crap. Yeah. If yeah. the lady from Shanghai was a pile of crap. even Trouble Man did it a far better this final scene. <laughs> Trouble Man was a good movie. Trouble Man was a good movie. This was not. No. <laughs> no. But he does. He duplicates himself. Yeah. yeah. He's like, ooh. Stalker is just swinging at everything. And he's oh, I don't know who to kill. And for some reason, Barbie Benton, Benton shows, shows up. up. That, was she supposed to have a line of dialogue that says, you know, you know, find your inner eye. Yeah. Something. Because she just looks at him. And he goes, hmm. And then his sword, like Monkar casts a spell and the sword turns. I guess it's hot. Because it turns red and it burns his hands. And then it's just a mess. Then the witch voiceover is like, it's just an illusion. Okay. I think of Phantasm of when Mikey puts his hand in the box. <laughs> it's like, I'll it's tell not you what's real. not an illusion is Candor. I wish the I Empire of Candor would take over this empire. I think we've, cheers to that. Candor. I'm much more down with the Candor. Oh, yeah. Than I am with Munkar. The fantasy names are... I give them credit only in so much that, you know, usually it's just Jason with three S's. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's Michael with a Y. <laughs> you know? That's what they do. At least Ogress, Munkar. Oh. Cheers. Cheers. But yeah, this uh, Candor, is, this is good. Delicious. The Pecan Sandy. The more and more it sits here, I pick it up. I love those cookies. They're fantastic. It's a tremendous balance. It's... Like I said, coconut, pecan, sandies, and cacao. You're getting a little bit of everything. Even though it's boozy, it's sweet. Again, dessert beer. Yeah. The bottle, it's a 750. It would be a great thing to take to a party. Absolutely. Like, like if you're going for dinner and you said, hey, I've got a dessert beer. I'm yeah. going to bring, so I'm going to yeah. take care of that for dessert. If you had this alongside a piece of cheesecake, hello, you're peeling some minutes off the end of your life, but in a really good way. <laughs> I, you with me on that? I am. And the French call it, was it aperitif? It's a type of Your alcohol they have, yeah. yeah, and they and they put it in very small glass because this was that, that's how you would do it. Like, oh yeah, I think, we're, we've like, got we're, we're tul- drinking like we got tulips, and, yeah. which I mean that would be the appropriate. You yeah. could do a smaller tulip, yeah. but a small, yeah, it's it's a sipper. It's something. It'd be great. We're sharing it. You could split this among four people. Oh yeah, absolutely. And just after a wonderful dinner, you're sitting down, you're going, oh. We're not going to watch Dust Stalkers no. tonight, guys. It's like, you're getting voted out for choosing that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have our moments. I brought some poop to the table, too. But the cool thing is, we always have a good beer. Absolutely. And it's always, like, prepping for these is always so much fun. I think sometimes we have more fun when the movie is trash. <laughs> well, because I think when it's a good movie... We could talk about the philosophy and the logic and the shooting about it and the meaning of it. A movie like this, there's no meaning. I mean, clearly they're like, we want to cash in on Conan, and we have these two penthouse playmate, this other playmate, let's just show boobs. That's what we got. Conan plus boobs. Shoot the movie in Argentina, because we could probably save some That's your some money. pitch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Conan plus more boobs. Yeah. They're like, well, isn't that Red Sonia? 
We can do this for under a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Sold. You're in. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Munkar has duplicated himself. I mean, Jason. All, all hell oh, breaks loose. I, well, it's, <laughs> it's just so painful because then he decide, he goes, I'm going to walk through the fire. What, like, what? This is his thing. Stalker walks through fire. He, he's realizing, I've got to destroy these items. I'm going to walk through this fire and get Munkar. And he walks through, and as soon as he walks through the fire, Munkar is just, oh, yeah, he's like, oh, you, you, you got me. You, you and he even says the line, "You've ruined everything." Yeah. He's like a cartoon he's a villain. Baby, what the hell is going on? And I'm and, like, man, you know, if you have a tattoo like that, you, you can't be baby talking. I thought you had, I thought you had power. Yeah, because like that's gonna hurt. Yes. <laughs> well, well, what hurts even more is Stalker takes him. And ta- there's an angry mob. Well, also that mob appears out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those moments where it's like, we all rise up against you, but it's not. They all just kind of like hang out and they're like, yeah. we want them, we want them. Yeah. I would too, because Mumpcar keeps taking all their like their women. Dude, he, he's just a bad person. Yeah. He's a crappy human yeah. being. And Stalker goes, I'm going to throw you to the angry mob. Yeah. And they draw and quarter him. You know? It's funny because I thought they'd just throw them and he'd have his moment of power moment. But they actually show them, draw, like, one more special effect, guys. Like, we got to draw and quarter him. But did and you I... notice that they can't, they, they don't actually show. No. It, it's, <laughs> they show him being, like, tied up. Uh, and then they cut and just, like, blood yeah. being thrown <laughs> in front of a camera. <laughs> that, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, we do have to save some money. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stalker is raising, and he goes, I have the know, chalice. I have the chalice. He's got, he is the power. But he says, you know what? This he stuff, is He-Man. This stuff isn't good, so I'm going to destroy it. And I don't understand that scene, how he destroys it. I think they got tired of making a movie. Because it kind of ends there. That's it. I never watched Death Stalker 2, so I don't know what happens. I, I, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> no, no, no. That, but you're right. That ends. It ends right there. Where he says, I'm destroying really these awkward. Things. It's a weird, awkward. Yeah. Again, they're being chased out of town. Yeah. I think. Does he marry the princess? Does he take over the kingdom? Does he hand it back to the king? Do they fight Kandor? <laughs> I'm looking at you. And... I'm, I'm judging. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But <laughs> did they find Candor? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll tell you what. I mean, again, nice to share this with someone. Is is Death Talker like the you know the oh, my Brian went? I was thinking about boom, boom. That's Candor. <laughs> Candor. That's what Candor can do the, to the, you. The pecan Sandys. I mean, yeah. What, what, was I was gonna say was Death Talker the Alexander the Great of his fantasy world? Oh God, really? <laughs> I will walk off this set. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> you did it. You, you brought in Alexander the Great? Because, I mean, so. Yeah, you magnificent uh, son of a uh, bitch. I'm, I'm going to ask you. He's going to have his George Patton <laughs> talk. George C. Scott. He's walking with the flag of Mumkar. When you put your hand on <laughs> your friend's guts. <laughs> Pile of goo. It was a friend's face. You don't know what to do. So I'm going to ask. <laughs> I got to go home and watch Patton now. I, I own it. It's fantastic. He's oh, it's a fantastic he's, movie. He's great. He's yeah. so much fun to watch. That is, a, like, a, that is. Like we just went. Yeah. Deathstalker. Deathstalker. Alexander the Great. great to Patton. Well, that's like a natural. natural that's what Candor does <laughs> to you. Okay. I'm going to ask you, since I chose a movie, would you recommend this movie? Nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I mean, I mean, really, this we rented it when we were kids, and we liked violence, yeah, and we liked naked ladies, yeah, that's what we. Liked. And it look, the, the the cover looks oh, like a the, Dungeons well, and Dragon game. It's such a bait and switch. It's, it's clickbait. Just, it's yeah. what clickbait was before there was clickbait. As an adult, I go, I have this is it's a it's problematic. It's a very problematic. It's an yeah. offensive movie. Yeah. I can't, you know, reconcile to, no. and and it's just bad filmmaking. It is. This is crap. Yeah. So, no, I wouldn't. Would you? No, no, I, I'd agree. So, you can look back at older movies and they might have an element of problem, you know, uh, an issue with it. And you can still watch it because it's a good movie. This is not a good movie. It's not well shot. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not well acted. The sets are sometimes ridiculous. And it's problematic. So, all those things together, you're like, this is not, like, it's not an overall good movie. No. And the same thing as a, as a teenager. Like, I looked at that cover all the time. It's like... That's a that looks like a great like D and D movie like that has a like a troll ogre on it like this is gonna be cool never in the movie unless that thing was supposed to be Pigman and there's enough things nowadays or the giant in the cave you know we all mature and we look at movies like this and you look at movies like they can never make this movie nowadays like like there's so many issues with this movie it's generally a misogynistic movie oh it's, um, it's very ugly it's an example of this huge increase of sword and sorcery movies after the success of conan in the early 80s and i thought we'd, we'd cover one of those movies i thought we'd cover one that was like one of the really ridiculous one i mean we could have done your hunter for the future absolutely we could and have done like tarzman of gore like there was a bunch of them based off of this one because i like the cover always stuck with me like that it's like no the cover boris Vallejo did a great cover for the vhs tape <laughs> i always remember going into the yeah. video store and you would see that what i mean candor candor Thank they you so much. They, that empire should have came in, and I can't believe Moomkar was was oh. able to keep his kingdom so long. You know what, Jason? We would be running <laughs> the, the kingdom of Candor. <laughs> we'd have these great, and, and we'd be like, ladies, if you want to be naked, it's your choice. Yeah. Nobody's going to make you be naked. Yeah. And you also, know? no Muppets. Like, it would be a little problematic no. because we'd well, be anti-Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, if we had Muppets, they'd be nice. It would be eating, you know, boys' People's eyes. fingers. <laughs> living no, in caves. Court, Court Avenue, thank you guys. Absolutely. This was... It this, made t- this discussing was, this movie possible. Yeah. And it's yeah. a delicious beer. If yeah, you're Court in that Avenue, area, oof. pick some up because it's oh, yeah. fantastic. We put it up as we promoted this. It's in a cool old historic building, Court Avenue Brewing. This made talking about this turkey. Yeah. It's another one that is on the stinker list. We have a couple movies that that hit the stinker list, and this is one of them. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that might be an episode right there where, where we have to talk about. Okay. <laughs> what, what are the movies we loved or what are the movies that we brought to the table we hated? Because we have some movies that we both agree are stinkers. Then we have some movies where one of us thinks it's a stinker. Yeah, we do. We, yeah, yeah. There, there's some there's some interesting. Yeah, Love, that, Levins. That, movie, that movie's insulting. I just can't believe that you'd like it. It's, it's insulting. So, no, but but this one this one is not. And it's um, not this movie's not historically accurate either. <laughs> but the thing is, Jason, what, what's the history? You know, it's not supposed. It's medieval time period. No, it's in another universe. It's like Star Wars to me. It's, it's in another universe. It's not supposed to be set in like. In 1400, yeah. it's it's set in another world where sorcerers are hanging out. I mean, I get anyway, it. All right, I think 
I think that wraps this one up. <laughs> this is Beer and B Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.